Before we get into our episode today, I just wanted to let you guys know that we released our new Oh Beloved One magazine. In case you guys didn't know, in addition to being a podcast, blog, and Instagram profile, we also have a magazine. We release it every other month. We've been doing this since 2012, and our most recent issue is God is Our Healer. It was just... It, I, I don't know. I think this was my favorite issue of the year yet because there was just so much hope and our writers were so vulnerable and open and honest and it just reminded me, you know, that we're all, we're all in this together. The Bible says that there is no temptation uncommon to man and people have been through the things that you are going through. People have been through the things that I'm going through. We don't have to face trials alone and Our God is so big that he has promised that he will give us the grace that we need to get through trials. And in fact, the bad things of life are actually going to make us better people. So now I'm just trying to preach. So I will let you guys go over to ohbelovedone.com. That's ohbelovedone.com and check out the magazine. It's free. You do not have to pay anything. I really just want to be able to make this, um, make this so that people are able to see it because this is content that I needed when I was, you know, 14, 15, 16. So I just want to give it to you guys and have you enjoy it. And I'm really excited. If you guys have any thoughts about it, I would always love to get your input. Make sure that you follow us at beloved.magazine on Instagram and DM us. It's, if you write us, it is me writing you back. I would love to hear what you think. All right, now that we got that out of the way, let's get on to the episode. All right, guys, this podcast is definitely a labor of love because I have to turn off my air conditioning when I do the podcast because it, it, it is so loud, so, so loud. I, I feel really bad for my visitors because, you know, they'll be sleeping and it like starts worrying and it's like they'll wake up the next morning and be like, um, what was wrong with your air conditioning? I'm like, oh, that's just, it's, it's just like that. So anyway, hopefully it doesn't get too hot in here. I will see how long. Let's play a game and see how hot it will get and how long I can speak. So um, anyway, I'm happy to do this for you guys. So I, let me be honest with you guys. I really wanted to do this podcast episode on depression, um, but it's such a sensitive topic and I just, it's so vulnerable and it's something that I dealt with and I just didn't feel ready yet to speak about it. Um, because our recent issue is called the healer issue, I really wanted to do a series about like healing from things. And one of those things was depression because I have insight into it since I have struggled with it. But like I said, I really, really want to do like research about it. And I don't know, I really want to make a very long episode about it because I know that I'll have so much to say. And I I don't know. I just feel like for a topic like that, I actually really need to almost have a prayer fast kind of thing where I'm just praying and, I don't know, fasting from something because, like I said, it's such a sensitive topic and so many people deal with it and I don't want to, like, you know, say heretical things or things that are even unscientific. So all that to say, we are not going to talk about healing from depression today. I actually, um, I guess... 
I, yesterday, I had this thought, and I'll talk about it in a second, and I thought, oh, that's really interesting, and then I was talking to my mom about it, and I thought, oh, I could actually make a podcast episode on this, so I just want to talk to you guys basically about being good stewards of our phones, but I want it to be a really, you know, non-typical episode, and I want to actually give you guys some things that I do that I, I haven't even really thought about like you know I've never really sat down and thought I need to be a good steward of my phone and then I write down specific things that I'm going to do these are things I've just done and so I sat down and I came up with about eight things that I do and some of them are things that I've shared before on my Instagram and they always are met with a great reception people are like oh these are great tips so I mean if you want to call this like healing from phone addiction or slight phone addiction episode, go ahead. I guess it can kind of be in the series of healing from things. But um, yeah, I, I think most people nowadays have a phone addiction. And definitely when I moved out of the house and now I'm in California by myself, I have to be so, so careful. Oh my goodness. Because I mean, I could literally sit in, in bed at 10 at night and just be on reels for five hours and no one's gonna say anything because I because I don't have a roommate or anything no one's gonna say Amanda you should really stop so I don't know thankfully I've, I've kind of kept boundaries with myself and maybe I'll actually I don't think that's actually one of my tips but let me write it down and we can kind of we can kind of chat about that did you guys hear my pen click um, and just kind of some boundaries that I've set for that too, but we all have phones nowadays. They are our best friends. They are great. I wrote this whole blog post, which if I remember, I'll drop the link in the show notes about how bad I felt when one day I was about to leave the house, something like this. I was about to leave the house and I realized I didn't have my phone and I kid you not, a chill went down my spine and I just got like prickles all over my body and I was panicked. And I thought, I cannot leave the house without my phone. And then I just stopped. And I thought, what if I felt like that with my Bible? And so I wrote this whole kind of like prose type thing. And it just, I should actually probably go back and read it. Because it it just was really convicting to me. And I wanted to share it with you guys. And there, there was one time that I actually felt that way about my Bible. And that was last summer. There was literally a tornado in our area. And I I like to think I'm not scared of a lot of stuff like, you know, typical girly stuff like bugs and things, but tornadoes, no. No, 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 no. I do not do tornadoes. I think they are the scariest thing on the earth. If I saw one like out in the distance, I think I would actually like oh my word, even thinking about it, I'm like about to tear up. I think I would pass out. I think they're so scary. Anyway, if any of you have been in a tornado, let me know and tell me that it's not as bad as I think it is, which it kind of, it, it definitely is. But anyway, so a tornado was in our um, area and my dad was tracking it and he was saying it was getting close and I was so freaked out. He woke us up at, you know, in the middle of the night, we were watching the TV and then he's like, um, we need to go downstairs. And I, maybe I was being dramatic, but I literally thought I was going to die. I was like, this is it. This is it. Goodbye world. And it was actually, like, I'm glad that this was one of my thir- first thoughts. I thought, well, if I if I die, I'd, I'd like to die with my Bible in my hands. And I just, last summer was a really, really, really growing summer for me. And so I feel like I was doing devotions for an hour, you know, every day, an hour and a half. So it was kind of my buddy. 
So I went and got my Bible and it just, it immediately comforted me when I held it in my hands. And I don't even know if I had my phone with me. Um, but anyway, it, it was, my phone was my last care. I wasn't going to be sitting watching Instagram reels while a tornado is heading towards my house. So anyway, I was downstairs, had my Bible, and I immediately felt peace. And I was like, hey, you know, like, if I die, I die with my Bible in my hands. It's going to be okay. So anyway, that was the only time that I've ever felt the way I feel about my phone, about my Bible. And I don't know about you guys, even now in the mornings, if I get my car, I'm like, I don't have my phone. I get kind of panicky because I'm like, I'm not going to be able to, to, to like take little Instagram breaks. Oh my goodness, what am I going to do with my life? And there's also that, you know, that fact that we are girls and so we, we have to have it. Um, and I don't know about you guys, um, how many of you guys are, you know, kind of have like a little side hustle um, or have a little ministry or just something where really not having Instagram is not a choice for you. Uh, there, there was a time in my life last summer where I honestly, if I had not had Oh Beloved One, I would have gotten off Instagram 100% because I was just so over it. And um, because of Oh Beloved One, I keep it because... When you have stuff like this, if you don't have an Instagram, you basically do not exist. So, and I mean, having a personal Instagram, there's nothing wrong with it. I have a personal Instagram too. But um, yeah, so let's start in on my tips about using the phone. Um, I'm not going to start on the first one because it's, it's like majorly practical, so practical, I'm going to have to explain it. So this one is, and this one's probably the most basic. Okay, so I try not to be the first to turn on my phone when I am with my friends. I want to be engaged with them because I have had situations where I'm talking to someone and the conversation kind of dies and they pick up their phone. And maybe I'm just super sensitive, but when people pick up their phones, to me it's an immediate like palm in the face. Like, I wish you guys could see me, but I'm sticking out my hand and basically it's like they're putting their palm in my face and saying, stop, like, I'm blocking you out right now. Just just like hold that thought. I'm not in this moment right now. And it honestly is checking out and it can be really abrasive, honestly. Um, and I'm an introvert. I totally get it. Sometimes it's just really nice to have that option to be like, okay, let me kind of, you know, check out of this moment. And everyone does it honestly nowadays. But I'm just so, I think I'm an old person. I'm just so against doing that. And I think you know, there are times like maybe you guys have been together for four hours and you're at the beach or something and people start checking their phones. That is totally fine. You know, you want to catch up on texts and you've already been talking for three hours. So now you're going to chill and watch some reels. I'm not talking about that. But, you know, if you're getting coffee with a friend, if you are meeting a new person, if you are, I mean, I, I even want to say in a waiting room, which I know as an introvert, again, so hard to you know, put your phone down and make yourself open to having conversations with other people. And honestly, nowadays, other people are probably going to be on their phones, so you can't have a conversation with them anyway. But I just hate, I hate when other people are around. I guess that's my general rule, not even just friends. When other people are around, I try not to pull out my phone. Because I want to be engaged in the moment. You can learn so much from people. I had a conversation with a coworker the other day. And apparently he loves history. And we were just talking about books. And how I just checked out this book about like um, 
what was it, the Queen of Fashion or something, and it's about, it's a study of Marie Antoinette and how her style, personal style, you know, reflected her personality and her ruling tactics and whatever, and we had a really great conversation, and I, you know, could have been sitting at the table at lunch just sitting on my phone, or he could have been like, oh, what you're reading, and I could have told him and then started looking back at my phone, which in this case it was a book, but anyway, regardless, don't check people out. There are times and places that you need to or, you know, it's it's okay to every now and then because that's just the culture that we live in, but don't check people out. I think that is so, so important. And I, I kind of have a theory that people are losing their, their capability to make relationships with people because everything is just on a screen. And man, if COVID taught us all so many lessons, we should honestly do a podcast episode about like COVID lessons. But one of the big lessons is that The screen does not replace an actual person in the human flesh. Like, I'll never forget last summer. I don't know how far into COVID it was, but I did not get out a lot at all. And there was one time when I was at the grocery store and I saw a friend and I wanted to cry when I hugged her because, and yeah, I live with my family. I was living with my family at the time, so I could have, you know, hugged them or whatever. But it was just different. It was different to have had... um been talking to her on the phone and doing FaceTime and then to actually see her and hug her and touch her. It just, it's totally different. The phone is no replacement. It is great. It is marvelous. I love technology. I think it's amazing. I feel like my industry graphic design is a huge part of technology, but it will not ever replace actually having a human in front of you. So again, my first rule is don't don't be the first to turn on your phone and turn people, other people in their conversations off, if that makes sense. Um, don't check out of being present with other people. Okay, tip number two. So, and I actually learned this from working at Chick-fil-A. I worked at Chick-fil-A for probably two, two years, uh, bridging high school and college, and I learned so much from that job. I I can't even. Just so much even about the human condition. After working at Chick-fil-A, I I can... Oh, the curse is definitely a thing. Like, people are evil. They are mean. But anyway, um, so one of my biggest things is I... It really, really bugged me when people would come up to the register or in the drive-thru and they would be on their phones. And I'm trying to verify their order. I'm trying to read them their total. I'm trying to get their card. I'm trying to give them their food. I'm just all these different things. And they're on the phone like, yeah, Melissa. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I'm at the drive-thru window right now. Yeah, okay. Well, what about Saturday? I don't, and I'm trying to like talk to them. And they're honestly just tuning me out. I mean, the amount of people who wouldn't even look at me when they were on the phone, I felt like, a second-class citizen. I really did. And that, I mean, the people that would come up to the window and actually have a conversation with me, and some of them would read my name tag and say, hi, Amanda, how are you doing? I, I will not forget that. I think that those people are beautiful people, and you can tell a lot about a person by the way they treat fast food workers. That is a tip that is free, golden. Definitely use it. If you're dating a guy, take him out, see how he performs. Um, around fast food workers. But anyway, so I now, because that bugged me so much, whenever I'm at a drive-thru, 
whenever I'm at a grocery store or another store. Um, to be honest, I try not to be on my phone in general, uh, especially in stores because I just, honestly, I find it kind of obnoxious, but sometimes you just can't get around it. I was on the phone with my sister, Rachel. She's like my best friend ever um, yesterday. And I was like, you know what? We haven't talked in like a month and, and had like a good long conversation. So it doesn't matter. I don't care. But anyway, um, if you are on the phone, when you get to the checkout, it's super easy. All you have to do is tell the other person on the line, even if you have to interrupt them a little bit, I'm telling you, I really think you should. I think you should say, oh, hey, just a second. I'm checking out. I'll be right back. Just give me two minutes. And, you know, put put the phone down or whatever. Put it, no, don't put it in your pocket. But anyway, um, Look at the person and say, hi, how are you doing? To let them know, hey, I was on the phone, but now I am connected with you. I am invested in you. How are you doing? And honestly, people people usually look pretty shocked when I do that because they're just expecting me to be another person that's going to totally ignore them. And I, I do not want them to feel like trash because it can be really hard working in, you know, retail or just stuff like this because it's, it's not a glamorous job, right? And you're making minimum wage and it just... And a lot of people are being to you. So so then, um, you know, just see if you can have a conversation. Even if you don't, just looking them in the eye and, you know, just, just giving them your attention. You don't have to say anything after that. Just let them know. And then, you know, once, you've, once they've handed you the bags and said goodbye, you get back on the phone. And I'm telling you, it's only going to take one to three minutes of your phone call and it really can't be that important because you're probably talking to a friend, right? They'll understand. And I think, I just, I think that's so, so invaluable. And it's just a way that we can honestly show the light of Christ because we are all created in the image of God. And that means that we all are valuable and have inherent self-worth. And honestly, self-esteem issues are so, so big in the U.S. right now. And even besides that, maybe this person that's checking you out at the register is having a really bad day and you ignoring them is just going to further, you know, encourage them to slink down into the mire of depression. And when you have someone that actually takes time to treat you like a person, people notice that. And then if you give them a tract, that's going to further solidify that, that, that fact that you are different from other people. So that is a very, very practical tip, but I really encourage you guys to do that. Um, it really does make a big difference. I can tell you from experience. Okay, so my third tip is, <laughs> I'm laughing because this is one that I really struggle with. Do not use your phone as a blocker. Okay, so this is what I mean. Back in college, and I'm, okay, this is the last thing, I'm, this, the last time I'm going to say this, I'm an introvert. Okay, last time, you guys know. Okay, so in college, I cannot count the number of times that I see someone coming around the corner and I know them and either A, I'm just like not in a good mood and don't really want to have a conversation or B, it's that awkward distance, you know, where they're so far away that like you can't really say hi without yelling, but then you're going to be staring at each other awkwardly or ignoring each other. That is awful, you guys. So embarrassing. But anyway, there were a lot of times that I I did end up using my phone as a blocker in that before they saw me, I would whip out my phone and be like texting or doing something and just so I didn't have to talk to them, which I know is terrible. I But you guys have done it too. Come on. 
If you haven't done it too, then you are a saint, okay? We all use our phones as blockers sometimes, especially when we see those really unsavory people that we definitely do not want to have a conversation with. We do not have the time right now or the mental energy. And so we just whip out our phone and it's a really, really easy way to block people. Also, even at church, I know this can be really hard, especially as a new member, which I am at my current church. You know, you're just sitting in the pew and it's maybe three minutes before church and you're just like, okay, well, I'm just going to pull out my phone and kind of block other people out. But we really should not do that. Part of church is fellowship and so we should be making our rounds, you know, finding our friends, finding new people, just fellowshipping instead of using our phone as a blocker. There are so many ways that we use our phones as blockers. I, in any awkward situation, I use it as a blocker. If I am in the elevator, I literally just did this today, so maybe I should not be talking about this, but I went to do my laundry and I got, I was walking back to the elevator and I was singing to myself, which I tend to do quite a bit. I'm like a little songbird. It probably drives people nuts, but um, this guy comes through the door and I did not expect anybody to come, so, so I yell, oh, sorry, and I'm like, oh, that is so awkward. Like, he didn't even do anything. He's probably like, what is going on? So I climb in the elevator, and then he comes in. I was just like, oh my word, I am so embarrassed. And so I pulled out my phone, and I just started watching something. And I, you know, that could have been a really good opportunity to just say, hey, how are you doing, you know? But um, also, I mean, I am in L.A., so there's also that. It was a guy, so there's kind of always that thing in the back. I'm a very suspicious person. So there's always that thing in the back of my mind, like, are you a serial killer, you know? But anyway... Most people you meet are not going to be, especially at your college. So go ahead and try not to use your phone as a blocker, even in awkward situations. I, even when I'm in a waiting room, I like to think, wow, you know, 30 years ago, what would we have been doing? We would have been reading the magazines or chatting with each other, making small talk. Um, and I think we lost the richness of a lot of situations and conversations because we just check out now. And and the the buck, I actually used to think it was the bus has to stop, but it's the buck. I don't know what the buck is, but the buck has to stop with Gen Z, right? I'm Gen Z. You guys are probably Gen Z. And if, if we aren't the ones in Gen Z generation to say, hey, no, I'm not going to make this new culture of I sit down, I open up my phone, and I check out, then we're going to keep... The beauty of human relationships alive it is it's up to us right so anyway that's just another tip for you guys all right now tip number four I started doing this when I moved to LA and it was it was actually a really really good idea to do so on Sundays I on Sundays I usually wake up and I have about an hour an hour and a half to eat and get ready and I like listening to stuff in the mornings whether it's music or podcasts but on Sunday, I try to make a special effort to get into the right mindset. Um, honestly, I would love to wake up early on Sundays and pray and read the Bible and really make it a day of rest. And I have to be upfront with you guys. I have not done that. And it's it's really my own fault. Um, I thought I was going to move here and magically have the energy and desire to do it. And you don't. It's just something I'm going to have to work on. But anyway, um, part of encouraging myself to have that mindset um, and moving myself more towards that worship mindset is in the mornings on Sunday, I try to listen to worship music 
or, you know, podcasts that are more sermon-like. Some great ones, if you need recommendations, are the Revive Our Heart podcast, Set Apart Girl, uh, She Reads Truth. I love um, What's Next with Michelle Reed, although that's not really as sermony as I would like to listen to. Um, yeah, there's, there's a lot of really good ones. If you want more suggestions, feel free to DM me on Instagram, and I can give you guys some. Uh, you could even listen to old sermons from your church if they have a little library of theirs. Uh, there's sermonaudio.com where if you're like me and you've, like, I moved from a church that I really loved back home, I could even look up old sermons from my church or, honestly, my college has a backlog. There's plenty of content out there. Um, even YouTube. Oh, yeah, YouTube has sermons and stuff that you could listen to in the morning while you're getting ready just to get in the right mindset, right? And then in the car on the way to church, I listen to and sing to worship music, and I find that it really, really gets me in the right mood. Now, I haven't 100%, you know, done it throughout the entire day. Later, I'll, you know, watch a movie that's not, you know, Christian, um, made by, like, Christian people or whatever. But um, I think that starting out the day, at least, is very, very important to get yourself in the right mindset. Uh, we shouldn't go to church unprepared, right? Because important things in life we prepare for. We prepare for interviews. We prepare for first days of jobs. We prepare for college and tests. And so we should also prepare for church because it's honestly one of the most important things that we do with our lives. Uh, another thing, number five, is so be, it's okay to have seasons of rest. So you guys might have noticed last summer, I was on my stories for Oh Beloved One a lot. And it was actually really nice. I really enjoyed it. But when I moved, I really disappeared off stories. And I only now am starting to make stories again. And in fact, for a while, I didn't even do photo stories for a long time. And now I'm just starting to do photos and videos again. And I just need that season of rest. And if you do too... Whether it, it's personal, it's your personal Instagram, or it's a business, or a ministry, or what have you, it's okay if you need to take a season of rest. Feel it out. I just, I just felt like when I came to California, I really needed to have a deep, introspective time. I needed to reset. I needed to rethink my life. And, you know, doing stories just didn't fit into my life anymore at that time. And even regarding my personal Instagram account, I really do not post on there a lot. It's just, I don't know. I Maybe it's not good. I just kind of came to the conclusion that, like, no one cares, which I don't, I don't feel bad about that. Like, it's just no one really cares who I am with, so why should I post? If I'm going to post on my personal, it's going to be on a story because, I don't know. Anyway, it's just something that I've really felt like it was good to do. So if you're in a season of life where you need to get off Instagram, if you want to not post as much, it's okay. And you definitely, definitely should honor that and, you know, pray about it. If you feel like you have an Instagram addiction, it would be really, really wise to do a fast from it or to, you know, lessen it or deactivate your account, whether temporarily or permanently. I definitely think we should be open to that. And I can tell you it's it's very relaxing and you'll know. You'll know when what you did was the right choice because you'll feel so much peace about it and I mean you honestly might not want to get back on, I'm telling you. 
Alright guys, tip number six is that, um, okay, so sometimes I don't have any music or movies playing so that I can be in silence. Now, I don't know how it is for you guys, but when I moved out here, you know, I'm, I'm alone, and so I, I come from a family with seven people, so I'm used to a lot of noise. So I usually have a movie playing, music, TV show, YouTube, some kind of sound. I'm not even necessarily listening to it sometimes. But after a while, that actually started not being good for me because the Bible literally says to, you know, stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. It says, um, be still and know that I am God. It talks a lot about stillness and silence. And there's, we can't always just block things out. And I, to use the blocker word again, I kind of find that I'm a blocker. I don't like to deal with problems. So I just... I just, you know, block them and I do other things and one of those things is to constantly have music or movies playing so I don't have to deal with the thoughts that I'm having. And that's not always healthy, of course. It's also, it's nice. I, I found at the beginning when I moved here, there was silence quite a bit and I would just find myself praying in those moments of silence. So creating a culture and a life for yourself where you are encouraging yourself to pray, of course, that's really, really great. And even on the way to work in the morning sometimes, I listen to music a lot on the way to, um, to work in the morning to wake myself up, but sometimes I just need to sit in silence in the car. And on my way to work during my commute, I just need to pray. And uh, likewise, you know, going to church sometimes, sometimes even calling someone on the phone can be a distraction, um, especially when I'm in the car. And sometimes I think, you know what, no, I think I just need to sit here in silence while I'm driving home from church and pray or just simply think so not always having a movie playing not always being on reels not always you know leaving some room for yourself to have those quiet times and those blank empty times is really important so that's another tip that I've learned just from living it out while and I've actually just learned that as I started living here my seventh tip is to curate your Instagram. So this is something that I really felt, that's why I post on Oh Beloved One account, because my goal and my, well my vision is that you guys would be scrolling through your Instagram and you see my post and you are just immediately encouraged and washed over with new energy for the day and it's just, it's like a mini devotional and of course I don't ever want it to replace your actual devotional. But just this little thought that I had to think that it can encourage someone else, that is so cool to me. And likewise, I think that you should follow a lot of good Christian people on Instagram. I, for my personal account, I follow a lot of people that I know, and that's just not, I mean, to be totally honest, it's just not always encouraging. You're seeing other people living their best lives, you're seeing their highlight reel, and as we all know, that can get really old and really depressing. So sometimes... We just need to follow a bunch of Christian accounts and just have this almost Pinterest style, you know, feed where you're scrolling through and just bam, bam, bam. It's truth, truth, truth. And so for my Oh Beloved One account, I do follow a lot of Christian people and it is really encouraging. And in fact, I think, which is going to be, oh, I'm actually going to talk about this in just a second. So I'm going to hold that thought. But um, again, on the thought of following lots of Christian people, you can follow, again, She Reads Truth, Love Them, Alabaster Co., 
girl to find and find little bloggers and stuff to support. I know for me it's so so encouraging when people follow me and they give me they give me that little chunk of their Instagram feed. That just means so much and I think curating a an Instagram it's a way to be a light, right? It's a way to encourage yourself and to kind of fight back against that whole highlight reel, which again, we are Gen Z, right? We are shaping the next generation and we don't want to be this toxic generation that, you know, knows that our social media is just a bunch of highlight reels, but we don't do anything about it. So that doesn't mean that you have to start a Christian account and always be posting Bible verses, but you know, if you can be a part of that culture and encourage that for yourself, that is great. <laughs> Keep going. So my eighth point, which I, yeah, I think I was starting to talk about is to unfollow accounts that are just not good for you. So this can be just straight out accounts that are toxic. Like, I don't know, we all had people in, you know, college or high school that were kind of, again, kind of unsavory. So you might want to unfollow them just because every time you see them, maybe it makes you bitter again. Maybe it brings back bad memories. I've had to block a couple people just because I needed to let the past kind of die and just move on with my life and that's okay. Um, maybe it's even just less subtle ways. So something for me, I've been dealing with a lot of health issues and last summer I had the bright idea <laughs> to do my research basically on my Instagram feed. So I was following all these, I mean they're great, they're dietitians, they're specialists, they're yeah, I don't know, what have you, all these health people. And I actually started feeling really overwhelmed because then every time I checked my Instagram, I would be seeing just gobs and gobs of posts that A, reminded me of the trial in my life that I was really, really struggling with. And B, it's giving me some new tactic to try and I just felt overwhelmed. Because, you know, every time I go on there, it's just like, oh great, she says not to eat this. I've been eating this. Now I can't eat this anymore. Or maybe I should though, because now this lady says that I should. And oh, and this lady says to buy this. I don't have that kind of money. I can't do. And it was just really, really stressful. So I actually do still need to go through and clean that out a little bit because some of them are still, I don't know, stuck in my Instagram feed. And I, I mean, I think that there is a balance to everything, you guys. I think it is great to follow health people but you don't need to be following 20, right? And I would honestly rather my Instagram feed be women posting devotionals and things of that nature versus all these fashion accounts um, that make me, you know, envious, to be totally honest with you guys, and um, health accounts that make me stressed because here's just another regimen that I have to follow, and I don't know, just things like that. So, sit down and think about that and you know what are some what are some things that you could do without what are some kinds of accounts that you could do without okay so my last tip is about instagram reels and this one i don't know this was kind of interesting so okay i unpopular opinion i did not get on instagram reels for a long time just because i know videos are way more addictive than than photos. And I just know this actually because because I have a beloved one, I do a lot of research, right, about social media and stuff. And that's why Instagram, the Instagram algorithm actually rewards people for posting videos now because 
they they know that they're more addictive and so they're they're pushing them to the top which just further encourages them being addictive because now there's more of them in circulation so i was actually very very worried to get on reels and now when i go to that page i have to be very careful you guys i just i don't ever want to be the person and I don't want to make you guys feel bad, okay? If you do this, a lot of people do, but I don't want to be the person that's sitting in bed for 30 minutes for an hour on reels just scrolling, which I have I have done, you know, 30-minute runs of that before, and to be honest, I, I really just feel like I haven't ended up, well, I've ended up stopping myself because I always feel gross after. I just, I didn't gain anything. It is not at all like reading a blog post or reading a book. After I read a book, I'm just like, you know, I just feel like I have so much knowledge and a wealth of knowledge flowing out of my lips. And I'm just, as I'm reading the book, I want to write things down. When I'm reading reels, or sorry, watching reels, usually I'm not wanting to write stuff down. I just, even the ones that are like for business, it's just stuff I already know. Like, I just feel like reels are not helpful. Again, it's just highlights of things. And I'd much rather watch an in-depth video than this little thing where they're pointing and they have four really surface level tips that everybody knows because it's common sense. So anyway, I just want to encourage you guys, like we all know that Instagram reels are addictive and hey, if that is your, like for me, I like to sit down and watch a TV show. You know, that's maybe my guilty pleasure. If you need to reset by watching reels, that's fine because I'm over here sitting and watching TV shows, but I know if, if you understand that it's an addiction or you're doing it in addition to watching TV shows, which is where I was ending up, I was like, whoa, this is way too much screen time, and honestly, it makes me feel like trash after watching them, so I don't want this in my life, and hand in hand with that, I actually have made the personal, de ugh, personal decision to not get on TikTok because I understood that I could so, so easily be addicted to reels. And Instagram already pulls me in so much, and I've had to work personally a lot on not getting sucked into Instagram because I could just sit on my phone for the rest of my life and be entertained, couldn't we all? So I don't even want a TikTok addiction to be a thing in my life, so I've decided not to have it. And if there are things that you need to do that for, like... If you, you know, are like, I just would not be able to handle Snapchat, do not feel pressure to get it. If you feel like you could not handle, um, which is probably less common, YouTube or Instagram, get rid of it. I actually, I got rid of my Facebook, but so many people use Facebook groups um, that I actually had to reactivate it. And now I just, I just really don't ever get on it because... Every time I get on Facebook, it makes me feel the same way about Reels. I just feel like trash. And honestly, I think the algorithm is out to get me because every time I get on there, I end up seeing something that makes me really, really upset or sad or brings back bad memories. So I just don't really get on Facebook. I have it for practical purposes. Um, but yeah, other than that, I don't have it. So if you need to make the personal choice to not have certain apps or social media that everyone else has, that is totally fine. I am there with you. I don't have TikTok, and I have, I've, I really don't think I ever will because I just don't find the need for it. So anyway, those are my, what are those, nine pretty much, yeah, nine tips on, you know, having a good relationship with your phone, 
being a good steward of your phone, it's something that's definitely staying around. And I, I am very grateful for phones, let me just say. I feel very safe. I, there's no way I would walk down the streets of LA without my phone because, you know, that might pepper spray. Like, I feel like I'd, I'll be okay. And I definitely do not encourage young women to be driving around without phones. You just need it in the world that we live in. However, you know, because we live in a fallen world, everything in addition to having pros also has cons. Anything that we have can be made into an idol. It can be made into an addiction. That's just the nature of life. So because we all have phones, I think it's really important that we all, you know, make a personal pact with our phone. We decide what we will do, what we won't do, why we do what we do, and we stick to those things. And we're all going to fail sometimes. Give yourself grace. It's okay. Um, And if you guys have any questions about, you know, specific things about your phone, like maybe decisions that I have made or you're kind of playing around with the idea of making this, you know, decision about your phone and you want you know, some advice, definitely feel free to DM me again. I would love to help you guys. It's at um, beloved dot, not, um, hold on, at beloved dot magazine on Instagram. And while you're over there, make sure that you give us a follow and share this episode with friends. Um, we would love to grow this podcast because I just love sharing stuff with you guys. It's such a special thing to be able to do. And yeah, so that's pretty much the episode for today. I hope that you guys really got something out of this episode and that you can have a great relationship with your phone and redeem the time and redeem your phone. All right, you guys, I will talk to you next week. And until then, don't forget that you are beloved by the king of the universe. Love you guys.